This week on Dueling Review, it's Lady Zorro number one from American Mythology Productions. Who is Lady Zorro? Like an avenging phantom, Lady Zorro haunts the arid wastes of the Southern California desert, fighting against the tyrannical forces of the Spanish Empire, but how did she come to be a revered, legendary figure in Native American folklore? In an all-new take on the Zorro mythos, we'll learn those answers and more in this special one-shot tale of supernatural adventures that introduces you to a Lady Zorro we've never before seen. A secret cabal of Spanish-American soldiers are using stolen Native American magic to power their reign of terror over the native inhabitants of Alta, California. And no one but Lady Zorro stands in their way. But will her incredible acrobatic and sword skills be enough to stem the slaughter led by the hideous Transform Father Sarah, who wields dark magic and commands an army of monstrous demon coyotes? It's an all-new Lady Zorro for an all-new generation of readers. Lady Rawhide is the uh, talk of the uh, Southern California Peninsula. No, I don't even know if that's Peninsula. I think it was just all Southern California. But she's out there righting wrongs, wronging rights. Mm-hmm. Right but, but I got to say that uh, Lady Zorro is a horrible name. It is. And this isn't the first Lady Zorro. There was no, actually no. A, a Lady Zorro from Dynamite who... I don't think it was the same character because the Lady Zorro from Dynamite was um, different, I think. She was more focused on the being pretty, pretty in a big black bustier thing. I mean, it could be. I mean, it's just another group. Right. Could um, be the same character with a different take. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it all takes place in the Alta, California. So what do you think? So this is kind of a, I, uh, this is a story about Lady Zorro going into a part of California where these, uh, this priest and his, I guess it's a rogue group of Spaniards mm-hmm. are taking on supernatural spiritual aspects to go and kill the natives there who are evil and possessed and must be wiped from the face of the earth. And Lady Zorro it's, goes in there and attacks their coyotes. It is not subtle. Uh, not even a little bit. I mean, you've got Catholic priests basically channeling magics and you've got shape shifting, uh, I don't know if you'd call them even voodoo creatures. I mean, I honestly got through this and I'm like, I need to read that again to make sure that I don't know what's going on because <laughs> man. Okay. So here's the thing. Anytime we read a book, you have to put that book and you say, okay, I'm going to give this book every chance. And I don't want to seem like the guy who's like, this was stupid. There are some issues to me with the this story here because first of all, this is the first issue. I don't know if it's the first. It's a appearance. it's a one shot. It's a one shot. Okay, I don't know if this is the first appearance of the character for this company. This is coming to us from uh, what is it? American Mythology Production. So this is their yep. first one. If you read that inside front cover, they have a, a segment in there that talks about man, this was a long time coming. We worked right. really hard to get access to this character, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. So it looks like, yeah, she did appear in the previous miniseries, the Zorro Sacrilege, which, you know, okay, that's something that might be worth checking out for me. But this story just sort of leaps in. It's like, okay, here we are. And here's these guys and they're murdering people and they're trying to find the best way to murder people. And Lady Zorro walks into town and Lady Zorro is like, I, I have come to defend the people and choppy, choppy and fighty, fighty. And it just goes right in, just right in to the, the battles and the possessed priests wearing funny hats. And I don't know. I feel like there's some issues with the clarity of the, the storytelling, not merely just like a pacing issue, but really kind of 
the explanatory, the setup, the here's what you need to know, or even, you know, something as simple as Lady Zorro walked into town. We literally start with the evil priest murdering people, Mm -hmm. you know, and I feel like, okay, can I have some, can I have some context? You know, we don't even get like a thing that says Southern California, 1712 or No, but it does like tell you that. where it's taking place. It does say that she's walked through Alta California. Uh, it does. It, it does set up. I mean, I'm going to have to I mean, I really going to have to, uh, you know, say that I enjoyed this story a lot. I thought that it didn't need a lot of setup. You know that she's Lady Zorro. I mean, if you know who Zorro is, she is Lady Zorro. Still stupid name, but, you know, <laughs> Zorro but a lady. So you kind of know everything. And then as the story progresses, she is like, Oh, my brother has been killed. And, and, uh, so now I must carry on his tradition. And the only thing that is, you know, that's missing from a traditional, what we think of as Zorro is his black steed and his, uh, and his riches that he uses to take on the evil Spaniards. And again, uh, you know, at, at this time, I think that this is very, uh, I think this is a very interesting story. If you've ever read the the name of the Rose, where you've got uh, priests who are doing some diabolical, uh, maybe sat- satanic, some may look at it that way, uh, ways to get their their message out. Uh, this is really kind of no different than that. Um, I was thinking there's a Joe R. Lansdale as far as um, let me see if I can find it. There's a Joe R. Lansdale story. Uh, that are set in the West and it is about a preacher who basically rides through the West, um, um, basically smiting, smiting evil. And there, it's a collection of, of, of short stories. It's called dead man's Man's road. Road. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and in dead man's Rose, we get the priest who never gets a name, who is telling these stories about how he went and took care of the, the monster down at the graveyard or how he took care of this group of trolls in a cave at a mine. And, and we just get that kind of stuff. So this is this is basically a story that has a very simple setup. Uh, bad people are doing stuff. A badass comes into town and dispatches the evildoers and then goes off to another adventure at the end. It's very it's you don't really need a whole lot of, of setup. I don't think uh, you pretty much get that. OK, here are evil priests, which, again, they also explain uh, I think it's halfway through the story, towards the end of the story, what their true motivation is and why they're doing it. I think the priest, while he's screaming, this is why we're doing this, um, <laughs> you know, you, you set up their, their motivations in there. Uh, so I really enjoyed this. I thought that this was a great little one shot story in the tradition of pulp uh, tales that we see in a lot of other Zorro tales or a lot of Tarzan tales or a lot of, you know, Conan tales. Uh, so I really kind of dug this. I kind of like that it was kind of very direct and to the point that you didn't have to spend a lot of time. You know, this didn't this story didn't need to be a four or six issue miniseries. That being said, had this been at Dynamite, where Lady Zorro, I think, was last seen, this would have been a six issue miniseries. And I rather enjoyed it being direct and to the point, dispatch the bad guys and move on with your adventure. Uh, this is something that doesn't have to be deep. I don't think it's meant to be deep. I think this is something that is meant to be consumed like a popcorn flick or like the pulp novel that it is. Unfortunately, unlike the, the, the dime pulps, this one is still, uh, this one is three ninety nine. So that's the only drawback. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I just, I didn't find it successful for me. And I, 
I'm not entirely sure, not even so much what's the point. I'm not entirely sure of what to take away from this. There are a couple of sequences in here where the action is pretty neat. Mm-hmm. And there are some bits where I'm like, I would really like to know more about this character because near the end, she's explaining why she does and she ends up even taking off her mask and her big hat. And I'm like, see, I would, I, I would have liked some of that at the beginning. I don't know. I feel like for me, it felt very much like here is a story that we want to tell because of, uh, you know, we, we want to get this out and we want to have the big moments. We want to have the great, big, these are terrible people. And this is, you know, this is representation of, you know, the killing of the native peoples by the evil mm-hmm. Spaniards. And okay, I'm fine with that. You know, you can do that and you can make it entertaining. I just feel like I didn't get that from this so mm. much as I got that it wanted to be that and could never quite put it together for me. Yeah, I just uh, saw this and I think, again, they may have said it directly that they're an off shoot or an off branch of the um, of the church mm-hmm. that is going pretty hardcore in their quote unquote conversion of the natives. And their conversion right. of the night natives is to kill them all and hope in the next life they come back as true Christians, which is, you know, eh, a little bit disturbing right there. Uh, yeah. But so Lady Zorro created by Matt Wagner and John K. Snyder, the third back in 2012, has not had a lot of appearances. And I think because of that, that is why you don't know a lot about her. That is why you don't. Um, get a lot of character development because I think she is, she's the man with no name. She's Blondie. She's the person that rides into town and takes care of business, does some badass stuff and then leaves. And you don't have to get too deep. I mean, she does talk about her brother. She does talk about how she's never going to utter his name again after this. And then she's like, I'm sorry. Thank you. I'm glad I was able to help you, you know, peace out. I think that's literally one of the, the, the closing words is peace out. Yeah, no, I don't think that's the case. Are you sure? Because I'm pretty sure right right there on the last page, it says, peace out, MFers, I am Lady Zorro. Yeah, the adventures of an all-new Lady Zorro will continue in Zorro, Galleon of the Dead, number one. Okay, first of all, you can't have dead galleons. They are not liquid, and a galleon is a measure of liquid, so you want a solid measure, so it would be pounds of the dead, I think. Yeah, you said uh, Zorro sacrilege, you had mentioned that. Mm-hmm. That was her, that is this character's name from uh, American mythology, uh, Native American woman. Um, yeah. I, I do like that this has some more supernatural as opposed to, uh, what is uh, what is Zorro's real name? Don Diego de la Vega. Yeah. Uh, that it is, haha, I am smarter than the rest of these stupid Spaniards. Let me out trick them and <laughs> sword fight them. I, I like, I also well, like the... Well, you know, it's, it's, it's proto-superhero too. I mean, he's, he's playing with the Scarlet Pimpernel thing right, right. of, he doesn't need supernatural. Yeah. He's he, just smarter and steelier and He faster. had their, he had a plan figured out 35 minutes ago. Um, you know what? You love it when Batman does it. Oh no, I love it when Zorro does it too. That's what I was saying, is that Batman basically is a lift of of uh zorro but um what was i gonna say now i forgot but i enjoyed oh i I enjoyed the supernatural aspect of this book as well because that's something that you typically don't see in a zorro tale yeah that is something different and maybe that's my problem i don't know maybe it's not something like that uh, it doesn't feel like a Zorro story, which is fine. Well, it's not it's a Zorro not a story. story. It's a but, lady Zorro story. Also notice that. 
Stop. Notice that the font that they use for lady is somewhat reminiscent of a Native American style that yeah. tells you a little bit more about who she is. I am almost certain that the Lady Zorro from Dynamite was a different character named Esperanza something. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, but if we're looking at Lady Zorro, I mean, they can certainly change it over at American Mythology, but sure. they would have had yes. to have gotten license from... Um, well, American Mythology has the Zorro license now, I believe. Yeah, yeah, but they would have had to have gotten some permission, I think, for Lady Zorro, since this would be an all-new... Uh, character from probably Wagner or Snyder or Dynamite. I don't know how that works. Or maybe it is the Zorro uh, family or the estate or whatever it is. Yeah, Honestly, Zorro at, at Zorro, this point becomes a Zorro thing. At, at this point, well, uh, let's go look at Supergirl and let's go look at uh, derivative work and let's see how that screwed a bunch of people out of out of their work. Honestly, at this point, Zorro should be in the public domain. Yes, and I think will be soon. Well, it would be... Um, 2029, right? 1929. Yeah. So you got to do what? Uh, 75 years. 1919 so. was the original. Well, then it should be in public domain then. Um, I think they extended it. I don't remember. I think there's a Mickey Mouse stuff. Uh, the lady, by the way, in Lady Zorro is the lady from the Lady Rawhide, uh, covers back in 95 of this Lady Zorro, or you're talking about the dynamite Lady Zorro? I'm talking about the actual font for the word lady on oh, the is cover it? is yeah. The same font from Lady Rawhide. Okay. Uh, but I do like it as a, that, uh, no, cause Lady Zorro, the ones that I'm looking at is all, uh, lacy scrolly. Fun. Lady. Lady. Yeah. yeah. Lady Zorro is different than Lady Rawhide. Yeah. But I'm looking at the Lady Rawhide stuff from Dynamite. Also different font. Lady Rawhide, the lady is a more Western style font. If you look on the inside front cover of this one, it is most definitely a, um, Kind of like a, you know, Southwest uh, style is, mm -hmm. is the way it's done. So tells you so much about the character. She's a lady and she's Zorro. And we need uh, Tom, uh, what's his name, to sing a song about her. She's Tom. a lady. Tom whoa, whoa, Jones. whoa. She's a lady. <laughs> we do not need Tom Jones. Whoa, whoa, whoa. She's a lady. Are you having I, fun? I am having fun. I always have fun every week when you and I get to talk. She's a Zorro. Well, that'll work too. Yeah. Drawing works. a Z. She's a Zorro. Yeah. I always have fun uh, doing Dueling Review, Matthew. That's why we do it each and every week. If yeah. I wasn't having fun, I'd just the cancel night, the show. When uh, the food is bright. Hey. Sorry, now I'm just See, even Mark Smith, who's listening live in the Major Spoilers Discord server, says that he is having fun as well. And if you want oh, to get yeah, in and join in this fun live... Then here's what you need to do, dear listener. You need to head over to patreon.com slash major spoilers, and you need to sign up. I think it's the silver level member and higher, and then uh, each then connect your Patreon account to the Discord, and then every week when we go live, again, Thursday, 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time, you'll be able to listen live and chat with all the cool people like Omega Lazarus and Kevin Eleven and Marshall Nesbitt and Pleasant Doom, and I think I saw... Who else did I miss? Mark Smith. Uh, I think I got everybody in there. Uh, you got Pleasant Doom. I got you Pleasant got Kevin Doom. Kevin Eleven. I got Kevin Eleven. I got uh, Marshall is in there. Omega Lazarus. Uh, Omega Lazarus. Uh, yep. We got them all. We yeah. got them all called out right there. Listening this week and you I can too. I see Timmy and Johnny <laughs> and Bobby through my magic mirror. I miss uh, Romper Room. Do you though? I mean, there's something about it for kids. I mean, not me yeah, saying. Yeah, well, it's easy when you have a common name. 
Uh, well, I'm sure Matthew is a fairly common name or Matt. Uh, but See, um, that's the thing. It's always. Nah, nah. They call, be, did, yeah. Did they call you yeah. Maddie? Did anybody call you Maddie when you were a kid? Uh, the only person who was allowed to do that died. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Yeah. I didn't know if anybody did that or not. My mother did that, and she's the only one who would ever have been allowed to. What did she do it in anger or in kindness? Uh, she did it. It was, you know, a, it was a kindness. It was a sweet yeah, uh, nickname yeah, yeah. thing. I didn't know if it was one of those when you're being mad. Maddie! No, you get full named. <laughs> I do that too with my kids. So You get full name to, to the point where literally when Widget was small, if you used her middle name, she would call it her in trouble name. Mm, I see. Because she knows that you're in trouble. I see. All right. Getting back to this book, I really enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. Um, I would be a very regular casual reader of this, meaning that I'm probably not going to go out and seek every new one shot featuring this character. However, if I saw it on a rack, I would pick it up and say, you know what? I've enjoyed previous stories. I'll pick this one up again, knowing that it's a one shot. Right. I am also a big fan of Dun and One. So this is something that I'm, I'm sure there's going to be some continuity that filters through the entire series. Yes. Uh, but if but if I knew that, oh, I can pick up this one shot, and get a complete story and have some fun with it. Yeah, I'd, I would do that. Uh, am I going to put this on a pull list? No, but I will be a very regular casual reader of this series as it stands based on this issue. Yeah, I, I don't think that I will be. And that's not necessarily a statement of its quality. I think it's just a statement of what I came in expecting. And that's fine. I mean, it's not as though it's a bad comic. It's just one that didn't really appeal to yeah, me. No. You know what it felt like? What did it feel like? It felt an awful lot like the, like the Xenoscope books where you come in and you're like, oh, here's a Xenoscope yeah. book. The- and you've got tons of this backstory and you've got interconnected stuff. And you've got like these these connective tissues that go to stories you haven't read. And I'm like, okay, well, I kind of, I kind of get the gist here. This girl is dressed like Snow White, but it's also referring something that happened with, uh, you know, a storyteller and, and, you know, William Tell and Robin Hood and all of these things that I haven't seen. And I don't know that I'm going to see, and it's not to that extent, certainly, but this feels like, you know, this feels like something that if it's going to be, and I, I suspect that it will be, part of a collection where you have like that story, you have that Zorro atrocity thing where she first appears, and then this story as well, I feel like at that point, as a chapter, I might actually be super, super happy with it. Mm, but mm-hmm. I, I just I wouldn't feel like it, it, it works in and of itself. Yeah, I wouldn't say that this is, this is like the Xenoscope stuff, because the Xenoscope leans heavily into the cheesecake and this one most definitely doesn't. Well, Xenoscope is still cheesecakey. It's not as cheesecakey as it was, you no. know, five, no, no, 10 no. years ago. And I feel like there is an aspect of that in this art, but I mean, it's not super cheesecakey, but it's definitely meant to be appealing and show us attractive women jumping around and that's fine. Yeah. So, uh, there you go. One up, one down. For Lady Zorro from American Mythology, uh, what is Production. it? American Productions. Productions. And A-M-P. if you're only halfway up, you're neither up nor down. So there you go. This is a very middle of the road. Uh, one one like, one dislike. Uh, here's the thing. We ended up reading this book because of you, our dear listeners, who again yeah. went over to patreon.com slash major spoilers. You looked at the list of comics that were coming out next week and you said, hey, we want you to review this book. And we went through the trouble. We were able to get the comic and we were able to read it. 
and uh, review it for you right here on this show. Now, if you remember a couple of weeks ago, the vast majority of you went over to patreon.com slash major spoilers and you said, please, please read the Sumerian number one red nails. And we said, yep. OK, we will go do that. And of course, we were at the time not getting anything from a Blaze uh, Comics or right. Blaze Publishing. And uh, then I realized, oh, wait, this book doesn't come out on digital. It came out on print on June 10th. It was going to come out on digital on June 24th. And I said, oh, let me see if I can get the book ahead of time so we could actually review it on June 10th. And I never yeah. heard back, never heard back uh, from those, the, those, I shouldn't say those people, from the publisher. Okay. The publisher, a blaze. The publisher until two days ago when, let me see if I can find the actual email. I think his name is Rich. <laughs> I want to say his name is Rich. Dear Steven, we yeah, heard his name you is Rich. To read our book. <laughs> no, no. Uh, Rich says, Hey, I'm sorry that this email slipped through the cracks. However, you have all my info. Moving forward, feel free to reach out for any needs for the major spoilers directly. Here's the link to Red Nails number one in case you still wanted it. And I wrote back and said, Hey, this is perfect because. We told our readers that we were going to review this regardless on June 24th. Boom. And he's like, well, this worked out perfectly then by all means. Uh, and he gave me a little bit of background information like their art uh, artist is from France. He's like, if you want to talk to him, we can set it up. Although he is from France. And I was like, well, that may not work because of the time zone shift and all that stuff. I don't want this guy up at four in the morning to hear us uh, talk about his book. So I do have a copy of the Sumerian number one red nails from a blaze. And we're going to review that next week right here because that's how important your votes mean to us. And we'll yeah. talk probably about that again next week. So we've done Lady Rawhide, very pulp. And next week it's Conan. Oh, very, very pulp. And uh, I think that's going to be a lot of fun as well. And uh, yeah, thank you everybody for being part of the Major Spoilers experience, including the Doodling Review podcast. If you enjoy this conversation, then go check out all the rest of the Major Spoilers podcast because... We have them all. We have the Major Spoilers podcast, which is comic books and pop culture. We have Critical Hit, which is a real play uh, RPG podcast that everybody loves. You know, it's the hottest thing right now. Uh, everybody's doing an RPG podcast, uh, you know, 10 years after we started. Uh, so we got Critical Hit. We've got Dueling Review, which is this one where we go back and forth on a single comic. Uh, there's Finally Friday, which is our live show that I do Friday afternoons, 4 o'clock p.m. Central Time on twitch.tv slash major spoilers. That's a lot of fun. A lot of people hang out there. We also have the Legion Clubhouse, a new episode dropped today. Very cool. If you are a fan of the Legion of Superheroes, Matthew and I look at comics, uh, the entire series of the Legion, or pretty much the entire series of the Legion so of Superheroes. Far, yeah. And we look at it through the lens of today and we say, well, here's what was going on at that time. Here's why it's problematic today or not problematic today, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we also have top five. Everybody loves a list. So you need to go listen to that one. And then, of course, we have the Wayne's Comics podcast. If you want interviews with uh, indie creators from around the comic book industry every Sunday, Wayne has that exclusively on the Major Spoilers podcast network master feed or over on the Majorspoilers.com website. When you become a patron, when you become a patron, you also get access to the flashback podcast uh, th whenever the show is going on. You get when access it comes back. Yes, when it comes back, you get access to the major spoilers pre-show, which is anywhere from 15 minutes to almost an hour this last week on pre-show conversations that we're having. Uh, you also get access to bonus tracks. And I tell you what, we are like $19 away from a goal point 
it's not an officially written goal, but Matthew and I are going to record a, uh, a bonus tracks just for you when we hit that next goal of $3,400. Uh, what else do we have over there? Uh, we have uh, we have the Modern City Tales six issue yep. miniseries there. We also have a Shadow of the Demon Lord, which is a thirteen episode uh, RPG podcast uh, that uh, Doctor Bradley will ran. It's really really good. Uh, that is there exclusive for patrons. Uh, so there's a lot of more stuff. If you're just going to MajorSpoilers.com and you're like, oh, I listen to this podcast and this podcast and this podcast, there is so much more waiting for you when you become a patron at patreon.com slash major spoilers. So that's where we're going to wrap it up this week. You know next week you don't have to vote. That's okay. Still go check out patreon.com slash major spoilers. Next week it is the Sumerian number one red nails from a blaze. We're going to talk about it and maybe you will hear Matthew say This podcast is copyright 2020 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.